Welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. I help the everyday woman grow her mindset and spirituality in her daily life in order to break comparison to the Instagram perfect lifestyle. Join me as we navigate the stress and anxiety of our daily routines and reclaim our power to cultivate our most authentic life. Let's start romanticizing the mundane together. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. Happy Mindful Monday, everyone. I hope you're enjoying the beautiful day out if it's nice weather by you. I hope you guys are enjoying your day off. And let me tell you what the nice weather. I finally like just laid out in the sun yesterday for the first time of the summer season. And let me tell you, the sun is healing. Just as a PSA FYI for you guys. Um, vitamin D from the sun literally helps your immune system and boosts your mood, lowers blood pressure. It's part of nature and nature is healing. So now that the weather is getting nice out, make sure to enjoy the sun, get your morning sun vitamin D. It's so important for our cortisol level, our stress levels, and make sure to just be out in nature in this beautiful season because nature is here to help us heal. And it's a great way to de-stress and all those wonderful things. So we're off today. Enjoy the day off. And thank you guys so much for the support. Thank you so much for the love. Um, And I just enjoy making these episodes for you. And update, I am getting a couple more guests on in the future. And we're going to be talking about such great and fantastic things that are going to help us even more on our mindset healing journey. So be on the lookout for new guests coming on. And I'm just excited to share these impactful conversations with you guys. And we do have today off because of Juneteenth. I'm a history teacher. So the reason that we're off for Juneteenth is to celebrate the final ending of slavery and enslaved Africans in the United States after the Civil War. And June 19th, 1865 was when the enslaved Africans in Texas finally found out that they were free. So as a little bit of a backstory, um, President Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation of 1863, um, stating that slavery was over in the United States, but slavery actually did not end until the end of the Civil War in 1865. So the enslaved Africans that were on plantations in Texas, since Texas is just so far away from what the country was at that time, they were the last to find out from Union soldiers that the Civil War was over and they are free. Now the holiday of Juneteenth has been celebrated in the African-American communities since the beginning. Um, I believe in 1866 was the first official celebration. It was the Jubilee of the ending of slavery, and they wanted to make sure that every year on this day it would be celebrated with food, music, dancing, and fun, and celebrating their liberation and freedom from being enslaved. And now recently, I believe it was in 2020, that now Juneteenth is a federal holiday and people have off. And it's really important to enjoy the day off, but also remember and reflect. So that way we can acknowledge the past. That way we can build a better and brighter future. So that's what I tell my students all the time. The reason that we learn history is so we can learn the good, bad, and the ugly. So that way we can build a better future for our nation. So little bit of a history lesson for you guys today. So enjoy the day and just always remember what our history is all about. 
So again, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed over the weekend, Father's Day, celebrating your fathers and father figures of your life. It was a beautiful weekend here in New York. Hopefully it's a beautiful day again on Monday. Enjoy the time you have off. And thank you for listening. Thank you for the support and the love. Today we're going to be diving into Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza, which has been our June book club in the Instagram broadcast channel. I've been posting little snippets of the book um, throughout June. I am 78% of the way through it, according to Goodreads. So I've been really enjoying it. A couple of you in the broadcast channel have been letting me know that you've been enjoying it as well. It is a little bit of a lengthy read. So um, if you're not into that, that's okay. There's an audiobook that is available. Um, it's going to be linked in the show notes. And this book was just so interesting to learn about how our brain works and how we can really break the habits of our old self in order to build a better new self. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Make sure to rate and subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts, rate and follow me on Spotify. And let's jump into today's episode. Hey, Growth Mindset Gang. Have you ever been super overwhelmed, anxious, or stressed in your life due to maybe your job, your relationships, your friendships, your family, and you have all this inner turmoil and it can seem like there is no way out? I felt that way. I remember when I was on the train to work one day and I had this super influx of anxiety and I didn't even know where it was coming from. And I would talk to my friends and family and significant others about it, but I needed something more. I needed to talk to a professional. And so I started going to therapy because I realized I shouldn't live like this and neither should you. So today's sponsor is brought to you by BetterHelp which is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you the access to the help that may not be available in your area. You just need to fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. That is two days, you guys. Then you schedule a secure video and phone sessions. Plus you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. I actually used BetterHelp when I started my therapy journey. It was one of the first options I looked at because I felt like I was so busy all the time. When would I have time to go to find a therapist and then go to therapy? And I remember I took a very simple questionnaire and they matched me with a therapist. She was super helpful and useful. And I was able to text her whenever I was feeling anxious. And I was like, this is amazing, right? And I know therapy can be a little intimidating at first and it kind of feels like dating and you kind of go through the different aspects and motions of it. But with BetterHelp, if you're not feeling the therapist that they gave you, they will switch it up and find someone better for you. So it takes the stress from you with finding a therapist that works. And you can request a new therapist at no additional charge at any time. So join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp 
therapist. And let me tell you, from my own experience with therapy, it is so amazing to talk to a professional about your anxiety and have them kind of go through specific scenarios and conversations with you so you don't feel alone. And they give you helpful tools in order to take on and combat your overwhelm, your anxiety, and your stress. Because you guys know, we shouldn't be living like this and we shouldn't be living stuck in our own heads and we should enjoy life. And talking to a professional can definitely help with us to switch our perspective and grow our mindset. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash the growth mindset gal. That's betterhelp.com slash the growth mindset gal. That link is going to be in my show notes. And if you're interested in therapy, this would be a beautiful, wonderful first step to see if this can work for you. And I hope you guys enjoy these services that it provides. And I hope that it helps you in your mindset journey. All right, friends. So let's talk about it today. So breaking the habit of being yourself, how to lose your mind and create a new one by Dr. Joe Dispenza is a fantastic book. It has so much information. It's a little lengthy. I'm not going to lie to you, which is, you know, it's fine. It's taking me a little bit longer to read than I normally do, but it's just jam packed with so much information. So if a book for you, if a self-development book for you, if it's a little lengthy, I would maybe recommend doing the audiobook so you can kind of listen to it like a podcast episode, if that's like your vibe. Or if you enjoy a jam-packed book, go get the book itself. And it's been a real eye-opener because his book is all about understanding that you can rewire your brain, which I find so fascinating because that's what growth mindset is all about. That's literally what a growth mindset is, is switching your perspective, switching the way you perceive the world, rewiring yourself to see abundance and opportunity and lessons rather than failure, fear, judgment, being stuck, all of these things. And reading this book, I learned so much about how the brain works. It's like insane. It's so sciencey, and I and I love to like read about how our brain works. And it's kind of like a trippy feeling that like your brain is reading how it works, right? And it was all about realizing that our brain is a muscle, like anything else in our bodies, right? And we train our muscles, right, in the gym. So we have the results that we want, right? And the brain is the same way. You need to train your brain for the results that you want to see because that's important to know. A lot of us think, oh, I was just born this way. This is just how I am. And this is just the way life is because we're taught that. Oh, that's just how life is. Oh, that's just the way you are. You can't change, right? Everyone says, oh, people can't change. I want to counter that (laughs) because we can we just choose not to because change seems harder than staying the same growing seems harder than staying in our comfort zone which is true because staying in your comfort zone is easy and your brain for survival purposes likes easy it likes routine it likes being predictable so it can predict threats and so it knows when you're safe Your brain doesn't like change or taking risks or anything like that because humans have an innate fear of the unknown because that's being unpredictable. Our primal survival brain does not like that. Our ego does not like that. 
in our brain. It's meant to keep us safe. How can we keep us safe if you're switching things up, right? So it's normal for you not to like change and not to, you know, want to change the way you are or you feel like, nope, this is just my life. These are my capabilities. These are my skills. And that's it. I can't learn anything new. And after like school and college, a lot of us stop being lifelong learners. And the whole purpose of our lives is to be lifelong learners. And it doesn't necessarily need to be in an academic sense. Lifelong learner means learning new things about this world that we live in, whether it's learning more about nature, learning more about how our brains work, how our bodies work, learning more about the balance between humans and the environment, learning more about human interactions, learning more about how to maybe regulate ourselves and change our mindset, right? Being a lifelong learner is not just about like textbooks and online courses. Those are great. But people are like, oh, you know, lifelong learner, I don't want to be in school forever. That's that's not what it means. Lifelong learner is you growing throughout your life. And I used to think like way back in college that if people changed, that meant that their previous self that I've become accustomed to, they're phonies. Oh, you changed, right? Do we see that when like we're kind of growing up and people all of a sudden change themselves and we're like, oh, you were just lying to us the whole time and ba 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 ba. That's not true. People can change and evolve. That's okay. People can grow apart because of those changes. That's okay. We're all on this path to reach our highest potential. That's why you need to keep growing so you can reach your highest potential. Okay. Healing is also a journey. We've talked about this, that there's no like end really result of healing. You're constantly growing and learning more about yourself and healing from your past, healing from your trauma. That's the whole point because people on this earth, okay, earth is a learning school. Okay. We come to earth, right? To serve our purpose, whatever it may be. And so our soul can reach our highest potential. And the same problems keep showing up in your life, perhaps. And you feel stuck and you feel like you don't have a purpose. It's because you're not learning the lessons and you keep repeating the same patterns. Okay. You repeat the same patterns all the time because of this karmic energy. And maybe you're coming back here to learn how to communicate effectively. Maybe you came back here to learn how to be more vulnerable. Maybe you came back here to serve others, right? And maybe break a karmic cycle that's in like your family ancestry ties or in your own ancestry ties with like your soul. There's, there's reasons that you're here. And you staying stuck in a fixed mindset of, oh, this is just the way that I am. This is just the way I do things. I can't change. It's, it's very low frequency. I'm not going to lie to you guys. And we need to up our frequency because the higher frequency that we live in, the higher perspective that we live in, it's literally a whole nother perspective, a whole nother dimension to see love, to see opportunities, to see abundance, to see excitement and joy and experience all human emotions. That's okay. So today's episode 
is going to be about how to understand to break the habit of being yourself. You guys ready? I'm ready. All right, let's jump into it. So I am going to be referencing again the June book club book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, How to Lose Your Mind and Create a New One by Dr. Joe Dispenza. So in the beginning of his book, he actually talks about something really, really important that I did not realize. So how we become our personality, right? Is our personalities is a mix of us growing up and the experiences that we share, whether it's with people, ourselves, what have you. And all of those experiences throughout our lives, right? They are just stored in our brain, right? So our brain, as we start out, we're very in our subconscious. Think of babies, right? Just very subconscious, absorbing things like a sponge. And then as we grow older, our brains, you know, fully develop, our prefrontal cortex fully develops, and we get more conscious of the world around us, right? And through those experiences, through our brains developing, through interactions that we have throughout our childhood, our young adulthood, and then eventually our 20s, right? We learn subconscious patterns. We learn subconscious routines that we don't even realize. And he said something very interesting to me that I had no idea. He said, by the time we're in our 30s, we're generally, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing this, we're generally living in autopilot, in like subconscious autopilot by our 30s. By our 30s, our personality is like in like full, full embellishment mode, okay? By our 30s, we're pretty clear on who we are. We're pretty clear on the habits that we have, the people we interact with, so on and so forth, our jobs, you know, how we perceive life, all of those things. Our 30s are literally, most of it is unconscious patterns. You're living in autopilot by our 30s. Isn't that wild? That are that by the time we're in our 30s, most of our actions are subconscious. But like, think about it. Let me put into um, a relatable perspective. Think about you getting ready for work. Alarm goes off, you're like half awake, and you just get ready for work. And you, let's say for my example, I know I wake up at 520, I take a shower, I brush my teeth, I do my hair, I do my makeup, um, choose my outfit, all those things, I leave. You know, I grab my coffee, fill up my water bottle, I drive to the train station, I get on the train, I read my book, and then I'm at work. Every single weekday. That routine, subconscious completely. It's just a pattern that my brain knows up, it's 520, let's get up, let's do the thing. So like, think about your daily routines you don't even think about right? You just do them because you know, like, this is just what it is. It's how life is. Think about your interactions with people. Most of us in our thirties, we've had a pretty strong connection with most of the people in our lives. We understand how to interact with them. It's an unconscious pattern, right? Maybe, you know, with some friends, you could be, you know, cackling and laughing and how carrying on and things like that. And then maybe you have some friends where it's more like deep conversations and serious and, and stuff like that. And certain family members you act differently with because that's an unconscious pattern that you've learned. Okay, this is how I interact with this person. This is how I interact with that other person. It's all subconscious programming. 
Okay. Here's another thing. Think about your personality, right? When people are like, hey, tell me about yourself. What do you like? Whatever. What you say is so subconscious because that's who you've built to be. That's who you have become, that, that you built yourself through experiences and, and things like that. And I remember what I used to tell people before I became more conscious was, oh, like, I'm like the, the tough girl, like anyone mess with me, um, that I use anger as like a power thing sort of vibe. Like that was like my MO, that was my personality. Like I'm fun and I'm tough, don't mess with me. I'm loud and you know, um, I'm like, I like to tell jokes and like all those things, which are like good and bad. But like now when I became more conscious of my personality, I realized that a lot of the things I was doing was like a performance. And once you realize that, woo! most of the patterns that I was doing was performative where the real me was not the person I was projecting into the world. Parts of it was, but a lot of it wasn't. And so there's this gap between how we appear and who we really are. And it's called the identity gap. Now I shared this page in the broadcast channel. So some of you may, um, you know, already seen what I'm talking about here. It's on page 149 in his book. So let me explain the identity gap. Okay. And I'm going to read from his book. And let me just go to, all right, here we go. He's looking at this diagram where the, he's having two hands right? Left and right hand, one's above each other. He says that the top hand represents how I appeared on the outside and the bottom was how I knew myself on the inside. In my self-reflection, it dawned on me that we human beings live in duality as two separate entities, how we appear and who we really are. How we appear is the image or the facade that we project to the world. That self is everything we do in order to show up looking a certain way and to present to others a consistent exterior reality. This first aspect of the self is a veneer of how we want everyone to see us. How we really are, represented by the bottom hand, is how we feel, especially when we're not distracted by the external environment. It is our familiar emotions when we are not preoccupied by quote unquote life. That's what we hide about ourselves. When we memorize addictive emotional states such as guilt, shame, anger, fear, anxiety, judgment, depression, self-importance, or hatred, we develop a gap between the way we appear and the way we really are. The former is how we want other people to see us. The latter is our state of being when we're not interacting with all the different experiences, diverse things, and assorted people at various times and places in our lives. If we sit long enough without doing anything, we begin to feel something. And that something is the thing that, or who we really are. Wow. And he talks about here, how we appear, the identity I project to the outer environment, who I want you to think I am, the facade, the ideal for the world, who we really are, how I feel, who I really am, and how I am on the inside, ideal for self. 
which I think is very important that he said we live in duality because don't you feel like that that you have to keep putting masks on with different people that you interact with like there's some people you can be like your true self your most vulnerable self with and then there's other people that you have to put on this performance right and I felt like that for a while sorry just taking a sip of my uh protein collagen salted caramel latte coffee just saying delicious anywho we are not showing our full selves all the time and granted there's a time and a place for showing your full self like i get that but there's also a difference between being vulnerable but also being authentic like i think it's important to be your authentic self show your authentic self what are your morals what do you stand up for right not not necessarily you have to like you know share life-changing things all the time or you know cry in front of people all the time like there's times and places and people for those things to be vulnerable and you should be that way right in a safe space but it's important to be authentic and not be performative that's what i'm talking about i think the identity gap is you're performative and then your real self is being authentic And I think a lot of us are feeling really lost and exhausted because we're constantly in the identity gap where we put on this act, this performance, and then we go home and you feel like you're unmasking yourself or around trusted people that we love, we're unmasking ourselves. And isn't it so refreshing when you don't have to be performative for people? Isn't that so nice? Like you love those friends that you could just, you know, do nothing with and still have a great time. So it's important for you to close that gap a little bit and be your true, authentic self. For example, my big identity gap was, all right, let me do a little astrology for you. So my three things is I'm, my sun sign is a Gemini, my rising is a Gemini, but my moon is a Cancer. Okay, so your rising sign is kind of what others perceive you as. And then your moon sign is yourself, right? Your internal way of thinking, which made a lot of sense because on the outside, I am such a Gemini to other people. I love conversations. I love talking and interacting and sharing stories and having a good time with people, laughing, carrying on, right? But when I'm by myself and with trusted people, I like being insightful and being in touch with my emotions. And I didn't really get into that until I started doing my healing journey, where I was taught that being emotional and things like that's weak. Being vulnerable is weak. You need to be tough. Like I grew up in a very traditional like Italian household where you're tough and you yell at each other (laughs) to get things done. And if people, you know, mess with you, you ice them out. That's the cold shoulder. You don't talk to them ever again because that's going to show them instead of having, you know, nice, deep conversations about how you really feel. And it's funny, it wasn't until I started dating Nate, who is a cancer, that I started getting more in touch with my feelings more and expressing my feelings. And then that led to also therapy, learning how to express my feelings in a more productive way. And so now in my 20s, I'm starting to realize that I'm leaving behind more of my performative 
personality traits and really showing up as my full authentic self or at least trying to right where i remember i was talking to one of my friends from high school so she's known me for like you know 10 years at this point and i was telling to her and we're like sitting by the bonfire so like just set in the scene and she's also very intuitive she's great and so when me and her always like talk to each other we get into these really deep conversations she's also a libra so she's an air sign so we're like yapping the whole time and i was telling her i was like you know what jackie i was like i feel like when i was younger and i was always like just very just loud and you know um always like trying to outdo everyone competitive like all the things i really think it was just because i just wanted attention and she was like yeah i think it was and because now when i'm like you know with groups of people it's more of like yeah be be fun and loud and cackling and laughing cracking jokes and all those good things but it's like I'm not trying to overshadow anyone. I'm not trying to, you know, be in people's faces and so competitive and all those things that I'm more like, I'm still that personality, but it's, it's, there's more to it. And there's more time to be vulnerable with friends and talk about really important things and share, you know, emotions and stuff like that, where the past me was very like, very surface level, like, hey, let's go to the beach and hang out, or let's go shopping, or let's just go to brunch and gossip and things like that. Where now, I even notice that my friends and I, because they're also evolving too, is we talk about very serious things and we just enjoy our time together. And we don't always have to do these big elaborate things. And she was like, yeah, I think I think you're right that like, yeah, you, you're still alley and like to have fun and everyone cracking jokes and laughing. But there's there's more to you now. There's there's more of a depth to you. And she agreed that how I used to be was very much for to get attention because I used to be very insecure. And so I would be loud and kind of like very intense and competitive and you know try and always be like the center of attention because i needed that attention because perhaps i feel like i wasn't getting it or enough of it because i used to be very shy when i was like younger and then when i got more outgoing i just wanted all the attention that i was like missing from when i was being shy so learning how to close the identity gap between who you want people to perceive you as and who you actually are should not be this huge gap. We should be, as we're getting older and we're growing, we should be slowly but surely closing that gap where it becomes complete transparency. That's And that's what he says in the book, that at some point you learn and you grow so much that there's no longer a gap in your identity. You're not two different people. You are transparent. You are your full authentic self. And so when you meet with people, they see you for who you are. You don't hide anything, right? You're very honest and then you stick up for things that you you know, believe in heavily, you don't gossip, you don't talk about people, you don't judge, like, it's just very like, this is who you are. And this is what you stand for. These are who your friends are. This is what's important to you. And people know that. And you're just very, you know, transparent, as he said. So breaking the habit of being yourself is realizing you're stuck in kind of that autopilot subconscious patterns of being very performative because you're 
trying to be the person you think people want you to be. And no, people want you to be your most authentic self. And the reason we get so stuck in the subconscious is because we grow up and we are constantly taught to like not trust ourselves, right? When we're young, people are constantly questioning when we make a decision and we're like, they're like, oh, are you sure you want to do that? Which I get because as adults, they're, they're trying to, you know, help, you know, keep children safe and make sure they're making the right decisions and things like that. Like, I understand that. But on the opposite side, we all, all of a sudden we start second guessing ourselves and we only act a certain way because we think it's going to please other people instead of like truly being who we are. And then all of a sudden we're on our 20s and we're like, what on earth? <laughs> Why am I so like lost of who I am? Right. In our 20s and even in our 30s, we're like, why? Why am I so lost right now? Is because you're in the transition mode of you were a certain way for for certain people because that's how you were taught to act throughout your whole childhood, but it wasn't connecting to who you really are. And so now you're an adult and you're like, wait a minute, why are why am I doing these certain patterns? Do I need to be like this? Or was I being like that because I was being performative? And maybe I should start being the self I am all truly on the inside. And maybe start sticking up for things that you believe in, right? Sometimes you wouldn't say anything because, another little sip, sorry. You wouldn't say things in conversations because you didn't want to rock the boat, right? Or, you know, you wouldn't be your full true self and talk about really like deep, important things and being vulnerable because you thought that was being weak. So you were very surface level, very like two dimensional, you know what I'm saying? And you would not effectively communicate because you didn't want to share with people what was actually bothering you because you're being performative. Right. I've learned that like I would ice people out because I was afraid that they were going to hurt me. And so I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to let them hurt me. I'm just going to ice them out, ignore them, and never be their friend again. I mean, did that solve anything? Probably not. So it's really, really crucial, you guys, to start unraveling things. All right? And you're like, all right, Allie, how on earth do I unravel things? All right, well, I got the next step for you. Okay? So on page 237 of the book, chapter 11, and it's, it's called Prune Away the Habit of Being Yourself. Okay, so this is about breaking the subconscious habits that you've had because we're in our 20s and our late 20s and our early 30s, right? So about this time is when most of our patterns and our personality traits and our belief systems and da, 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 is very subconscious based on our life experience. But is it really what you truly want? Right. So let me get let me give into an example here. Okay, because we talk about this a lot. One of my things was anxiety and i know a lot of you guys struggle with anxiety as well now remember we talk about this a lot okay you are not anxious anxiety is not you anxiety is a symptom of something you're not addressing within yourself okay remember that we're not anxious don't identify it's a symptom of something else that's going on side note okay so how to start breaking the ha your subconscious habits of who you are right now. So he says that this is kind of step two. Step one was about like learning meditation. And if you're interested in learning about that, you definitely read the book. It's, he gives a really great system for it. But step two is recognizing. 
Recognizing means identifying the problem. So what's a problematic pattern that you have that's really taking away from your life? So for example, me is the symptom of anxiety for me. Okay, so this is what he says. You guys ready? Story time. The first move necessary in fixing anything is to understand what is presently not working. You have to know what the problem is and then name it in order to have power over it. Many people who have had a near-death experience report that they underwent a life review in which they saw, as if watching a movie, all their covert and overt actions. They're expressed, turning the page. So then he goes to say, choose an emotion to unmemorize. Okay. So breaking the habit of being yourself is kind of going through a life review. That's why he talks about it. When anyone has like a near death experience, they always come back and they say, Oh, I had this like life review and you review everything that happened in your life. Right? So if you want to break a certain habit or thought pattern, right? Either behavior, thought pattern, emotional thought pattern, anything like that, you have to recognize it. You have to name it and then learn to unmemorize it. Next, choose one of your afflictive emotional states and limited states of the mind. One of the habits of being yourself is that you want to relinquish, okay? Since memorized feelings conditions the body to be the mind, these self-limiting emotions are responsible for your automatic thought processes, which create your attitudes, which influence your limiting beliefs, about self and relationship to everyone or everything, which contribute to your personal perceptions. Every one of the emotions listed below originates from the chemicals of survival, which strengthen your ego's control. Okay, so let me give you some examples here. Hey, Growth Mindset Gang, have you been struggling with finding the right health and wellness products to help you with your fitness goals because I've been struggling with it lately. I have been looking for ways that I can grow muscle. I've been looking for ways to endure longer workouts, especially after a long day of work. And my true goal for my fitness journey is to just become stronger and be able to survive. the end of the day workout and I have found a fantastic health and wellness nutrition brand first form first form has such amazing products that really can help us on an individual level with our health and fitness goals some of my favorites that I've been trying out is the level one protein caramel latte let me tell you guys it tastes amazing and level one protein has helped me stay fuller longer I've been putting it in my coffee in the morning because some days I wake up and I'm just not hungry right away and unfortunately I have coffee and we all know having coffee on an empty stomach ain't it so I started putting protein in my coffee to help fill me up so that way I don't get that anxiety crash midday if I'm just having coffee at first. And also I've been putting in my coffee the amazing salted caramel collagen powder. Oh my God, you guys. It tastes, first of all, also tastes amazing. And I can even tell the difference between my hair, skin, and nails. My skin has definitely 
looked clear my hair I've been seeing it in some mirrors and I'm like wow she's shiny and also my nails haven't been breaking you know as frequently as they do between the two weeks that I get them done it's been helping me so much I'm also been using the pre-workout pink lemonade and this has been really helping me get through those after work workouts I work from 4 to 5 p.m and let me tell you before this pre-workout I would be struggling after a strength session and walking on the treadmill I would be screaming but now after I'm done with my strength workout I am still pumped to get on that treadmill and last the entire hour of my workout and also it tastes really good and I've never used pre-workout before so I was a little nervous if it's gonna make me anxious and things like that but this pre-workout has helped me so much with good long-lasting energy in a workout that doesn't carry on beyond the gym it's not like I can't fall asleep at night so these products have been very inviting and very easy to use where I've always been a little bit timid of going into protein powders and pre-workout because usually when I see them they're kind of intimidating to look at but First Form is such a wonderful brand they also have vegan options as well for protein powders collagen pre-workout so on and so forth and last but not least I'm also in love with their protein bars the chocolate chip cookie dough fan favorite of the house Nate and I love those protein bars we put in our bags in the morning and that's our little snack right before we work out so that way because you know that after work workout we are starving so having that protein bar right before the workout helps me sustain my energy and help with my muscle growth because those are the goals so if you are interested in exploring these products to improve your fitness journey, the links are in my show notes. And also feel free to DM me on Instagram at the Growth Mindset Gal for any questions that you may have on different types of products. Absolutely love, highly recommend. Growth Mindset Gang, I have an amazing offer to share with you. I have recently created a mindset coaching program. Now, if you're listening and you struggle with imposter syndrome, people pleasing, overthinking, needing external validation, low self-esteem, indecisiveness, perfectionism, fear of failure, or lack of confidence, this coaching program can be aligned and serve you. With this coaching program, you would sign up with me for three months to receive one-on-one coaching via Zoom. We would meet either weekly or bi-weekly for 45 minutes to about an hour and really get clear on your mindset journey and what's the woman or who's the woman you want to become. Along with the weekly or bi-weekly Zoom calls with me, you would have a daily accountability messaging with me via Slack. So I do my daily check-ins with you and see how you're doing with your progress in between our sessions. You will also have access to the resource library that I will create where I will give you journal prompts. I will give you weekly self-reflection templates. I'll give you even book recommendations or we do a little mini book club together with a self-development book. Also, I'm going to be creating a Facebook group to also grow a community in this mindset coaching program. And if this feels aligned with you, you can also receive a huge investment discount if you are the first three to sign up with the three-month coaching program. 
If you are interested in this coaching program, you feel aligned, or you just want to talk to me and test it out and see if it works for you, you can click the link in my show notes to fill out a Google form to share with me what you want to work on and who's the woman that you want to become. How do you want to grow your mindset and fulfill and improve your mindset journey? And I will contact you. We hop on a discovery call for an hour and we talk about what are you struggling with right now? right? Where do you want to see yourself in three months? And I create a unique program just for you. And I'm here to be your coach, your supporter, and help you in your journey. So if this sounds amazing with you, or you just want to see and test it out, fill out that form. And when you fill it out, I'll contact you right away and help create a wonderful program to create your most authentic self. Now you can think about this process or if you want to take out, you know, your journal or type it on your phone, pen and paper, what have you. This is directly from his book. So opportunity to write. Pick one emotion that is a big a part of who you are. Your chosen emotion may be the ones not listed below and that you want to unmemorize. Remember that this word has meaning to you because it is a feeling that is familiar to you. It is one aspect of the self you want to change. I recommend that you write down the emotion you came up with because you will be working throughout it with these later steps. So some of these survival emotions, right, that totally strengthen the ego. So these might be some of the emotions that you want to break the habit of being, right? So insecurity, hatred, judgment, victimization, worry, guilt, depression, shame, anxiety, regret, suffering, frustration, fear, greed, sadness, disgust, envy, anger, resentment, unworthiness, lack. So you could choose any of those. Or you can choose one that's not there. Mine is anxiety. So we're breaking the habit of these emotions that are pure survival, right? Those emotions, sadness, disgust, envy, anger, resentment, so on and so forth, anxiety, those are symptoms, those are emotions of your survival brain and full power, okay? And that your creative side, your intuitive side it is not having a chance to flourish because you're so stuck in survival mode, right? And so when you're in survival mode, your ego is in control. When you are in creative mode, when you are in intuitive mode, your soul is in control. So that's when you feel happiness, joy, fulfillment, creativity, that's intuition, that is soul. All right. So he goes on to say, all right. Most people see these examples and say, can I pick more than one? It is important in the beginning to work with one emotion at a time. In any case, they are all linked together neurologically and chemically. For example, have you ever noticed that when you're angry, you're frustrated? When you're frustrated, you hate. And when you hate, you judge. When you judge, you're envious. When you're envious, you're insecure. When you're insecure, you're competitive. When you're competitive, you're selfish. All of these emotions are run by the same combined survival chemicals, which then stimulate related states of the mind. On the other hand, the same is true for elevated states of mind and emotion. When you're joyous, you love. When you love, you feel free. When you feel free, you're inspired. When you're inspired, you're creative. When you're creative, you're adventurous, and so on. All of these feelings are driven by different chemicals that then influence how you think and act. Let us use anger as an example of a reoccurring emotion you might choose to work with. 
As you unmemorize anger, all of your other self-limiting emotions will incrementally decrease within you as well. If you become less angry, you'll be less frustrated, less hateful, judgmental, envious, and so on. The good news is you are actually taming the body to no longer run unconsciously as the mind. Consequently, as you change one of these destructive emotional states, the body will be less prone to live out of control and you will change many other personality traits. So again, realize that a lot of the things, a lot of the behaviors and emotions and personality traits that like you think define you are actually very subconscious from life experience and you can change that. Okay, so the first thing you need to do to unmemorize whatever one that you choose. So mine's anxiety. Observe how the unwanted emotion feels in your body, he says. So when you're experiencing that emotion that you want to unmemorize, that subconscious emotion you always feel, whether it's hate, judgment, guilt, anxiety, anger, frustration, whatever it is, when you feel that emotion next, you need to observe how does it feel in your body? How does it make you feel? right is for example so for anxiety when i'm when i'm feeling that emotion okay is i my stomach drops my heart pounds i start to sweat okay i feel almost like freeze mode like i'm immobile and things like that so that's kind of what you do when you're observing it right then define the state of mind associated with the emotion. So he says, next, ask yourself this simple question. How do I think when I feel this way? Let's say you wanna change anger as one of your personality traits. Ask yourself, what is my attitude when I feel anger? The answer might be controlling or hateful, or it might be self-important. By the same means, if you wanna overcome fear, you might have to address the state of mind of feeling overwhelmed, anxious or desperate suffering might lead to feeling victimized depressed lazy resentful or needy now become aware of or remember your thinking when you feel this way what is the state of mind that is powered by this emotion this feeling influences everything that you do states of mind represent an attitude that is driven by the memorized feelings subconsciously anchored in the body an attitude is a series of thoughts that are connected to a feeling or vice versa. It is a repetitive cycle of thinking and feeling, feeling and thinking. Therefore, you need to define your neutral habit that is influenced by a particular emotional addiction. Right? So when you're going through this, you got to think about when I'm feeling this way, what am I thinking? So when I'm anxious, what am I thinking? I'm thinking I'm going to get, you know, in trouble. I'm not going to be able to fix it. Uh, I go to worst case scenario, so on and so forth. Here's your opportunity to write again. Become aware of how you think your state of mind when you're feeling the emotion you want to change. You may pick from the list below or add ones that are enlisted. Your selection will be based on the unwanted emotion you identified previously. But it's natural to be in one or more of the limiting states relating to that emotion. So write down one or two that resonate with you because you will work with these in the upcoming steps. So you identified the emotion. Now we're identifying the limiting states of mind. So competitive, overwhelmed, complaining, blaming, confused, distracted, self-pity, desperate, lacking, over-intellectual, self-important, shy, timid, introverted, needing recognition, 
over or underconfident, lazy, dishonest, controlling, deceptive, conceited, dramatic, rushing, needy, self-involved, sensitive, insensitive. So these are the words you can think of when you're thinking of the emotion that you want to um, memorize. So for example, for me, mine is anxiety. When I'm anxious, I am distracted. I'm confused. I definitely, let's see, I need to feel in control. I feel very needy. I feel very like distracted, like I said before, desperate, all of those things. Okay. Now, step three is admitting and declaring. So acknowledging your true self rather than the self you show to other people. Okay. So allowing yourself, he says, to be vulnerable, you move beyond the realm of your senses and begin to introduce yourself to the universal consciousness that is the giver of your life. You develop a relationship with the greater intelligence telling it you have been and what you want to change about yourself and admitting what you've been hiding. Owning up to who you are really and what your past mistakes have been and asking to be accepted are among the most challenging things for us to do as humans. Think of how you felt as a child when you had to fess up to your parents, teacher, or friend. Have those feelings of guilt, shame, and anger changed now that you're an adult? Most likely you still experience them, but maybe not as strongly. What makes achieving step three possible is knowing that we are admitting our faults and failures and to our higher power and not to another similarity, similarly flawed human. As a result, when we admit to ourselves and from that universal power, there is no punishment, no judgment, no manipulation, no emotional abandonment, no blame, no scorekeeping, no rejection, no loss of love, no damnation, no separation, and no banishment. So once you realize the emotional pattern you want to unmemorize and you share and you realize what limiting states of mind that make that emotion makes you feel it's very important to acknowledge that okay and you can do this in your journal right you can do this just maybe in your head right but you can if you're comfortable doing it say it to either the universe god higher power whatever you believe in right your team of light your guardian angels whatever that it is and have a conversation with them via journal via in your brain whatever you want to do whatever you believe in and just relinquish yourself and be like you know what i used to do this i want to become this i want to be a better person i want to build a better life for myself i understand i made mistakes in the past due to my subconscious behaviors and write it out and you doing that is relinquishing the guilt the shame the judgment you had on your past self for the subconscious patterns that you had and that is you surrendering to the universe, the higher power, to source, to God, whatever you believe in, you're surrendering. You're let going of control. Because all of those emotions that we talked about and those limited states of being is all the ego. The ego is very controlling. So if you want to release yourself of that, you have to surrender to the flow, okay? So here's another opportunity to write. He says, now close your eyes and become still. Look into the vastness of your mind and into yourself and begin to tell it who you have been. Develop a relationship with the greater consciousness that is giving you life by honestly and inwardly talking to it. Share with it details of those stories that you carried with you, writing down what 
comes to you and is useful in later steps. So examples. So if you're doing a journaling, if you're just talking in your brain, I am afraid of falling in love because it hurts too much, right? This is just you admitting and acknowledging. I pretend I'm happy, but I'm really suffering because I'm lonely. I do not want anyone to know that I feel guilty, so I lie about myself. I lie to people so that they like me and so I feel, so I won't feel so unloved and unworthy. I can't stop feeling self-pity. I think, act, and feel this way all day long because I don't know how else I can feel. I have felt like a failure most of my life, so I try extra hard to be a success. Right? So those are just some examples you are relinquishing to God, the universe, the higher power. Okay? So use those journal prompts to kind of help you declare, right, what you want to let go of. And then the next part is him talking about surrendering and letting go of all of the past negative emotions and actions because of your subconscious feeling. Okay. So it was just nice journal prompts that he says. So if you want to write to the universe, God, higher power, whatever you believe in. Okay. Examples of surrendering statements. He says, universal mind within me. I forgive my worries, my anxieties, and my small minded concerns. I give them to you. I trust that you have the mind to resolve them much better than I could. Arrange the players in my world so the doors open for me. Innate intelligence, I release my suffering and my self-pity to you. I have mismanaged my inner thoughts and actions for long enough. I allow you to intervene and provide a greater life in a way that is right just for me. Right? I've done that before. I've done journal prompts where I've, I've written to, you know, Dear Universe and Team of Light, um, I surrender to you. I acknowledge, you know, that I let anxiety control my life and I want to step away from that. So I would write, you know, I relinquish all my anxieties and my overthinking to you. I am opening up the door for you to show me the way, show me the right path, help me, you know, believe in myself and not believe in the anxieties help me understand why I'm this way or heal from my trauma, whatever it may be. And this is a great way for you to say it. You cannot change anything if you don't acknowledge it. If you sweep things under the rug, if you pretend it's not there, it's going to keep growing and manifesting and building. And all of a sudden, then one day it's just going to blow up. Okay. And sometimes a little sip of my coffee, sorry. And sometimes that is what brings people to becoming more conscious in their life. And some people do hit a rock bottom and that's when they become more aware and they start their healing journey. But maybe not everyone wants to hit rock bottom. So maybe we should relinquish these things before we get there, right? So you are choosing the behavior or emotion you wanna unmemorize. You then are explaining your thought process when you're feeling that way, right? You're acknowledging it. And then what you do is you acknowledge it and you surrender to God, the universe, higher power, higher consciousness, source, right? And you are letting them help you. The universe, God, source, higher power is here to help you. 
They're here to work in tandem with you. So sometimes you need to realize you need to let go. Let go. Okay. I also want to give you a little journal prompt from his, this chapter, which I think was so important is doing your life in review to even find out maybe what you want to relinquish. So opportunity to write, take some time to ask yourself questions such as these or many others that occur to you and write down the answers. So if you kind of want to figure out what is the problem in your life, what do you feel stuck with? What do you want to relinquish? This is what he says. Ask yourself these questions, whether you can type these in your notes section, in your journal, whatever you want to do, whatever works best for you. What kind of person have I been? What type of person do I present to the world? What is one side of my gap like? Right, the identity gap. What kind of person am I really like inside? What's the other side of my gap like? Is there a feeling that I experience, even struggle with over and over again every day? Mine was anxiety. How would my closest friends and family describe me? Is there something about myself I hide from others? What part of my personality do I need to work on improving? What is one thing I want to change about myself? Right? So those are really important questions. If you're like sitting here, I'm like, Allie, I don't even know where to start. Answer those questions. Sit down with a pen and paper or type it on your phone and write down what, answer those questions. When you ask questions, you find clarity. Everyone's always like, how do I find clarity? What do I do? Ask yourself questions. Think about it. Everyone's like, oh, I want to find clarity, but I don't know where to start. Start asking yourself questions. Who are you? What brings you joy? What doesn't bring you joy? Right? When do you feel truly yourself? Ask yourself these questions because yourself knows. It knows the answers. And when you're doing the life review journal prompts, don't overthink it. Like, ask yourself the question and the immediate first response, boom, that's the answer. I was listening to um, Sahara Rose's um, podcast, Your Highest Self podcast, highly recommend that as well. And she was kind of going through a series of questions to kind of help you find your Dharma, which is your purpose and your service. I've talked about this in previous episodes. And she said, which I thought was so cool. She's like, don't think about it. The first response that you get is your highest self. So that's why I encourage you to do with these questions. Either think it to yourself or write it down, but the first response you get is your highest self. And it was really cool because when I was um, doing it and I was answering the questions in my mind and I heard a different voice than what was my voice. And it was this beautiful, warm, and it was kind of like this echoey woman's voice. And it was this warm tone and it like had like, um, it made me feel very light and airy and what have you. And that was my inner voice, my intuition, my inner soul answering those questions. And they were, I let them flow and they were accurate. It like one of the questions she shared was like, um, oh, what was it? Um, it was like, what do you think your purpose is? And immediately it was like guidance, teaching, 
boom, done. Didn't even have to think about it. And it was like, when you feel like your highest self or something to that, and it, and I was like immediately serving others, helping them reach their highest potential. How do you do that? Oh, sharing knowledge that I that I enjoy and what works for me. Like it was just answering things, me without even trying. So when you're going through these journal prompts and these questions, don't try and think of the perfect answer. That's literally like the exact opposite of what you should be doing. Think about it from your true selves. You sit down, be in a nice quiet room, right? Give yourself a pause and moment to really just be with yourself, not be distracted by the external environment and answer those writing prompts. And slowly but surely, it's gonna help you become more conscious of your subconscious habits that you need to fix. Because guys, we don't even realize most of the things we do is our subconscious patterns that we learn through life. And we think we can't fix those. You can. You can change your patterns, your behaviors, your emotions, your thought process. You can change it to become better, to become more authentic, to become who you truly are. Stop being performative. The reason you feel like, oh, maybe you don't make deep connections with people or you feel very surface level, you don't, you feel like you're not getting the meaning of life because you're not letting yourself be open to that because you're being performative. And it's all patterns that we can change. It is. And if you think you can't fix your problems, I'm here to tell you, be real with you. That's very limiting. You're limiting yourself because you're afraid. You're afraid of what you're going to be on the other side. You're afraid of the fear, the, the judgment of other people. Uh-uh. You know what true freedom is? True freedom is being yourself, being your most authentic self, and not caring what other people have to say about it, what they think about it. That sounds like a them problem. And once you find that clarity of who you are and the patterns you want to break and the patterns you want to build and who you want to become, other people's opinions, whoo, people are going to say their opinions no matter what, but they're no longer going to have an impact on you. Because when you're so certain in yourself, you don't need external validation. You right now need external validation because you're not clear on who you are. So you need other people to tell you who you are. But I'm here to let you know, you don't, okay? Listen, we are all in our 20s, we're in our 30s right now, we're adults. And it's time to be making adult decisions such as who you are, who do you want to associate yourself with? Who do you want to be? Where do you want to live? What career do you want? How do you want to serve others? What is your purpose in life? How do you want to live your daily life? You're an adult. You can make those decisions. And if people don't like it, tough. Because I never have I ever heard anyone that's on their deathbed ever saying, Man, I was so happy that I was a people pleaser. I'm so happy that I live my life according to others and I live my life based on external validation. 
No one ever says that. Everyone always regrets doing that. They wish that they actually followed their dreams in a career. They wish they actually, you know, in a relationship with the person that they loved. They wish they did the things that they actually wanted to do that would make them happy instead of, you know, people pleasing and being afraid of judgment. Right? So do the writing prompts that were said in this episode to help you find that clarity and help you surrender that. Because when you surrender that to the universe, to God, to source, whatever you believe in, when you relinquish that and you surrender to the flow, you got a clean slate. Because you relinquish all of that, the heaviness of all those things that held you down, you relinquish that. And then you feel lighter. You feel less clutter in your mind. And less clutter leads to clarity. And you can start to figure out who you really want to be, what your purpose, what your service actually is, what do you want to do? So you can live the life that you want. Because we're all here for a reason. We are. I know everyone's like, oh, that's so corny. and bah, bah, bah. I have a true, true, true belief that when we all live in our authenticity, not the performative, the authenticity, is where we truly show what our service is. And everyone's always like, I don't know what my purpose is. I'm lost. It's because you're still in that performative state of mind. What do others want you to be? That's why you feel that way. When you finally figure out who you want to be and you get that clarity, whew, you start to realize what your service is here. So in order to kind of start to get there, Use these steps that I told you in this episode. Get the book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. I gave you a little snippet of information, but man, the information that's in this book was, it's just, it was so interesting to learn about. And it was such an empowering book because I learned that you, we truly are in the power of our mind. Our mind should not control us. We control our mind. We control how we perceive the world. We regulate our emotions. It's us, okay? We cannot control, like I always say, we cannot control what life throws at us. That's true. If you think you can control the world, right? You have all these plans. Control is an illusion. You have a little bit of control here and there, but in the grand scheme, control is an illusion. The only thing you can control is your mind, your emotions, how you respond to things. That's what you can control. And you then create the solutions. Okay? So I'm going to put the link to the book in the show notes. Also, again, it's still the June book club. So if you want to join the broadcast channel on Instagram, more than welcome. Okay. And really use this. Use this. Because once you start doing these writing prompts, once you start to find the clarity, oh, we're unstoppable. Okay. I believe in every single one of you that are listening right now. Every single one of you are amazing. You're here to make an impact. Like I always say, you're here to do great things. 
in a large scale or a small scale, it's still great things. You're here to serve in positive creations to the, to the collective, because we are all connected. You're here to do good. You're here to live your authentic life and do good. So let's start the little stepping stones to create and build the person we actually want to be and stop the performance. Okay, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it with a friend who really needs to hear this. Share it on your story and tag me in it. Follow me and rate me on Spotify. Rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the absolute world to me. And remember, grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.